Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, welcome to another Monday. It's uh, August 17th, <clears throat> to be exact. Why do I feel like my voice is going to go south? Uh, it very well may. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it definitely will. Oh, shoot. Um, anyway, lots to talk about. You know, I some days, you know, wish there weren't so much to talk about, but then that would make my job more difficult, wouldn't it? Um, I made a little list here so I wouldn't forget some things. I mean, I absolutely forgot that uh, today started the Democratic Convention because it seems so odd, <laughs> the convention. Um, and I don't know if you're going to watch. Turns out it's going to be two hours every night, uh, Monday through Thursday, and uh, from excuse me, from 9 to 11. And um, I guess the broadcast networks, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, will cover just the second hour, 10 to 11. If you want to see the whole thing, then you go to the cable or PBS or C-SPAN, okay? Um or go to demconvention.com, just so as you know. I guess uh, speaking uh, in this order tonight are Amy Klobuchar, uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, who I don't know, but she's a Nevada senator, uh, Andrew Cuomo, Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan's governor, Jim Clyburn, John Kasich, Republican presidential candidate in 2016, addressing the Democratic convention, uh, followed by, boy, this is an odd uh, handoff, from John Kasich to Bernie Sanders. <clears throat> And Bernie Sanders to Michelle Obama. Those are tonight's uh, <clears throat> speech. As, <clears throat> and I suspect they'll be given what? Um, they're already taped. They'll be put together. It's just going to be weird. I don't know. But conventions had become so stupid, so boring, uh, what used to be sort of interesting uh, every four-year theater became just seemingly stupid, if you ask me. And, and clearly the the uh, audiences were dropping off and uh, the networks were even dropping out the last uh, few conventions, barely covering them, if you'll recall. Uh, what else? I was just, you know, right before the show started, I was looking, obviously, at my phone, which is what we do, but I, I came upon the most unsettling 
piece of news, well, history. Um, and I was sort of, what's the word? I can't think of it. So I'll drop back into like something like, uh, I was blown away by how little I know about my own country and how I have a vague recollection. Like if I were to say to you, during the Vietnam War, America, we bombed the hell out of a neighboring country, which just happened to be next door, but we targeted a neighboring Southeast Asian country, uh, Laos. Not to mention Cambodia got hit too, but Laos, right? And for some reason, I I see before me this. We don't talk enough or at all about how the U.S. bombed Laos 270 million times. How is that even possible? It is the most bombed nation on earth. There were approximately more than 580,000 bombing missions. Okay, so the 270 million is counting the bombs uh, dropped. There were more than 580,000 bombing missions on a country that we had not, we were not at war with in 10 years between 64 and 73. On contact are still exploding every once in a while, and over time they have killed uh, tens of thousands of uh, Laotians just living their lives. I, I mean, this was all because the Ho Chi Minh Trail was sort of right up against there, I believe, and, and also the Laotians were helping the North Vietnamese uh, supply routes. Um, but when you look at what... A full quarter of the Laotian population became refugees... During this period, one-tenth of the population were killed. That was Laos, folks. Um, I just... What? So that... And, and, and then in that period... In 1973, yeah, Henry Kissinger was was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, okay. So, in other words, the world has always been flat out 
insane. And we are not what we purport to be. God, we're a violent nation. My Lord. Hey, some good news just to get off of that. Um, I couldn't believe this when I saw it, but I'll, I'll take it. It says that the Cook Political Report, which is, you know, I, as far as I know, the Cook Political Report, which is a sort of prognosticator of what might happen in upcoming elections, um, is pretty well regarded. And it has just moved the Senate race between Lindsey Graham and Jamie Harrison in favor of Harrison. Now, I don't know exactly what that means. They're saying it moved it. Uh, Does that mean they just moved him up? Or is it now saying that Jamie Harrison could and is expected to unseat Lindsey Graham? I find that, well, a delicious thought, but, but I find it hard to believe. All right, I want to get to a a local story that has had me very upset um, this weekend. And that has to do with the grabbing and arrest of um, a protester in Oakland uh, Saturday, Friday or Saturday. And, And what was upsetting about it is someone had a and even Mayor Peduto said that when he saw the video he was well let me get exactly what he said it sounded a little bit like a Senator Susan Collins uh, you know kind of remark but he he oh here it is I was very uncomfortable said Mayor Peduto. Um, I saw it like anybody else saw it. Why are we having plain clothes officers in an unmarked vehicle arrest somebody through a pop-out tactic? What? A pop-out? I mean, you know what? I don't want to learn these terms. We're only learning these kinds of terms because of what's happening in our streets. And what blows me away is how protests meant to draw attention to police behaving badly results in police behaving badly. What the video is pretty amazing. There's this, you know, this guy, and they just people jump out of this unmarked van they're unmarked they are not wearing uniforms and they grab this guy and throw him in which was a lot like what we were looking at in portland with the federal uh with the federal cops that trump sent in and in Of, 
head of what do you call that, uh, general security, uh, said um, that they intended this to be, here's another term you didn't know before, they intended this to be a low visibility arrest. Ha! Well, uh, I guess that didn't work like they were planning. They didn't want to make a big to-do. They didn't want anybody. They didn't want to create any more trouble. They just wanted to be able to snatch an American citizen exercising his constitutional rights off the street uh, without telling him why, without anything, and taking off with him. Yeah. So that was supposed to be a... A low visibility arrest. I don't think so, since I've seen it, and a million other people have seen it. None of what the police said about this rings true, I want to say. Seriously does not ring true. They say this guy was blocking an intersection. When you see the thing, there's no intersection. There's no, there are a lot of witnesses to this. Um, I am not only extremely uncomfortable by the fact that the Pittsburgh police are now employing tactics that remind me of un-American kinds of police tactics. Unmarked cars, unmarked officers plucking people off the streets and, and they're gone. And what I keep thinking about that, what is to prevent... Anybody from doing that? How do you know they're cops? And the guy who was snatched said they lured him over to the van by saying, hey, um, can you help us give, I mean, some of the streets are blocked here. Can we figure out how to, how do we get, they asked for directions. Ha. So they use subterfuge and all this to grab a guy who seemingly was, like, doing nothing on what looked like a empty street. There were no other protesters around, a few. Obviously, somebody was able to – a picture. And then Peduto, who I think is starting to uh, – you know, I have to tell you. I've always supported him, but he's losing his way a little bit with this and um, and not taking on the cops as forcefully as I think he should. And I know I'm not alone because I'm on Twitter and I see I see some very uh, upstanding uh, citizens, even office holders expressing alarm 
at what Pittsburgh police are doing and alarm at Bill Peduto's Susan Collins Act. Oh, I'm shocked. I was, I was uncomfortable. I was, meanwhile, doing nothing to rein it in or to take a strong stand. So Peduto puts out this tweet yesterday. Just a quick reminder of constitutional rights. They have restrictions. The right to assemble is a guaranteed right. The right to shut down public streets, that privilege is sanctioned by laws and codes. In Pittsburgh, we worked with the ACLU to create our codes. Well, that tweet from Peduto was answered very quickly by the ACLU, which said, uh, just a quick reminder, abducting protesters off the street as officers did yesterday in your city isn't just flat out wrong, it's a violation of your own policies. Uh, Lisa Middleman, who ran against our current district attorney uh, last election um, and unfortunately did not win, is representing the guy who got snatched. She says he is a engineer at a Pittsburgh tech company. Uh And she was very angry at the press conference yesterday. She says it deflected from the wrongful arrests, unconstitutionality, and instead focused on false hypotheticals. Right. That's all the cops did. They said, well, we're concerned that somebody with a loved one might try to, you know, be at Presbyterian Hospital and the possibility that. And for that, they said they had to, with four or five unrecognizable Pittsburgh police officers, grab this one guy on a bicycle. None of it makes sense. None of it rings true. I have the ACLU statement in full. So the fact that Peduto is trying to hide behind the ACLU is not something the ACLU is willing to be party to. So the ACLU uh, notes that according to witnesses, um, uh, a, a person, this is the guy arrested, who, who was a marshal he, of the march. He was responsible for directing the march, keeping people safe, uh, moving ahead of the march to try to secure, you know, intersections or something. Um, 
they point over to this vehicle, and then several armed men grabbed him and threw him in. Okay. So the ACLU noting what that the mayor was siding with the cops, seemingly. Uh, I know all these guys who are putting out these statements because I used to be a board member of the state ACLU. And Reggie Shuford, who is the executive director of the ACLU, said this. Now, he's in Philly. So this is getting what happened here Saturday is raising eyebrows all over the place. And Reggie says, once again, police in Pittsburgh have shown why people are in the streets protesting for black lives and against police brutality. Even when their behavior has been exposed, Pittsburgh police continue to abuse the people they are meant to serve. And then the legal director of the ACLU, uh, who also uh, lives here in Pittsburgh, uh, Vic Walczyk, said this. Mayor Peduto is correct that the ACLU consulted with the city in drafting guidelines for how to handle protests, specifically unpermitted protests that block roadways. However, based on eyewitness accounts, the arresting officers were in clear violation of those guidelines. According to those who were there, the law enforcement officers involved made no effort to work with protest leaders to clear the area, gave no clear dispersal order, Instead, they tricked a protest leader to approach them and then grabbed him and whisked him away. The ACLU of Pennsylvania has never suggested that the snatch and stash arrest, there's another term, of a peaceful demonstrator is ever acceptable. Mayor Peduto, Chief Schubert, owe the people of this city a full accounting of what happened in Oakland. If the officers involved failed to follow the city's own guidelines for managing protests, those officers must be held accountable. I'm just saying. I think Bill Peduto is losing his way a little bit here. And I think he's in the thrall of the police. I have got, again, such good news. And I'm surprised this isn't getting more attention, but I want to share it with you. Um, The Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, two days ago, issued what's called an emergency use authorization to a 
an organization, it's not quite right to call it a business, called, get this, Saliva Direct. The Saliva Direct has created a test that is cheap, that is fast, and that is apparently totally accurate. And the FDA obviously has acknowledged that and said, okay, go, go with it. One of the biggest problems this country have has is the inability to test and to quickly detect and then isolate active cases. It's the only way you're ever going to limit this thing. So this is a great test in that no one's going to stick some 20-foot thing up your nose and halfway into your brain. This uses saliva in your mouth. There are no expensive preservatives that are needed to then hold the saliva. It doesn't require the extraction of nucleic acid from samples, which all the other tests we're now using do. That is time-consuming. That is expensive. And there are shortages of the supplies needed to do that. So, Let me just explain who these people are. They do not intend to make a killing doing this. They are a group of scientists, mostly, I believe, from Yale, Yale School of Public Health. They have been partnering with the NBA So the NBA in its little bubble season they're having is using this, their test. Um, They are openly looking for other people to work with them. It says we are working with several institutions to validate robotic systems, to automate the sample process. We are working on approaches to make this as rapid a test, um, a test that you could, you know, get a response immediately to. Um, And they are not a for-profit. So they ain't out to make money. They're trying to stop this pandemic. And they say, you know, we get asked all the time is what company is behind this? And the answer is, well, there really isn't one. Because we designed and validated Saliva Direct 
using available and common reagents. If one reagent is out of stock or is too pricey, there there are alternatives. Thus, no new manufacturing is needed, and we will continue to validate new reagents through bridging studies, yada, yada, yada. And then they show, they give everybody the information they have. They will not uh, work with anybody who's going to rob people to get the test. So um, I just have to say that this looks really promising. And um, I hope that um, they're able to pull this off and that eventually the kits that they put together will be readily available. So let's hope. I wish I I knew more. Um, Oh, they say it's not a kit that you can buy. What they developed is a protocol. 